This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, I am uh, allergy-ridden Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. <laughs> and I'm allergy-ridden Jamie Jennings from Norman, <laughs> Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 22nd. How did that happen? Episode 2814 brought to you today by Eagle Equine Product Products. Good morning, horse people. Well, we're going back in time again from Radiothon 2019. This is Finley, who I think you're going to remember he did a song for us, and I think he's 12 years old maybe at this point. Oh, yeah. And there's not too many 12-year-olds that are brave enough to write a song and sing it, but Finley did. Hi, I'm Finley Dowell from Virginia. Here comes Glenn the Geek, here comes Glenn the Geek, right on to HRN. Scooter and Nigel and all their friends pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, auditors singing, all is merry and bright. So send your entries in the sinning, cause Glenn the Geek comes tonight. Here comes I don't know Glenn why I like this song. Here comes Glenn the Geek, right on to HRN. It's shocking that he's got a box that's <laughs> all about you. For all the listeners, oh hold on! Hear those horses whinnying! Oh, what a beautiful thing! So jump on board and swing your sword, cause Glenn the Geek comes tonight. <laughs> here comes Glenn the Geek, here comes Glenn the Geek, right on to HRN. He'll come around when listeners chime in. It's Radio Thought again. Awesome prizes will come to all if we just listen all day. To feed your horses a hanging ball, cause Glenn the Geek comes tonight. Here comes Jamie, Jen, Wendy, and Jamie, right on to HRN. <laughs> Babies, Groot, Stanley, and Zara, and all their horsey friends. Bells are ringing, auditors singing, all is merry and bright. To make some cocoa and invite your friends, cause all the hosts come tonight. Let's give thanks to our sponsors. <laughs> well done, Finley. <laughs> Finley has some energy, man. That was impressive. And he got I, everything in there. Yeah. Obviously a listener. Finley, I know, has been a listener for a long time. And obviously, because he knew every horse's name, he knew it all. That's awesome. Yeah, that is Very really cool. cool. Finley, you're the best. <laughs> Good job, Finley. And that was from the 2019 Radiothon. What's well, book I mean, day? You, you could have thrown in the here. Comes Jamie here. Uh, just one. There was. Just Didn't one. you hear it? Yeah, I was crammed in with everybody else. <laughs> I kind of like that Glenn, song. I Glenn, think he got Glenn, the priorities Glenn. right, don't you? I think he got that right. Yeah, no. It's okay, Finley. <laughs> we want round two. Okay. Some of these I don't think you heard because they were part of the openers and stuff, which you didn't hear. 
you know, so I, I listened to most of Radio Thump, but yeah, I didn't get to hear every single one of these. So a lot of these are new to me, uh, probably new to our listeners, some of them, because they didn't, not everybody, spoiler alert, yeah, listened heard to everything. All right. <laughs> well, that's why I like replaying them. And the, obviously, Finley put a lot of work into doing that. So awesome. uh, it's book day here on Horses in the Morning, where we highlight a few books that would make great gifts for the holidays. We have author of Being with Horses, Nishan Cook, on with us. He was returning, actually. He was on with us uh, last year. And he's going to talk about his alternate universe, where horses are magicians, miracle makers, and healers. He was a great guest last time. Looking forward to having him back. And then we have a crazy guy, uh, Jesse McNeil. He's author of On the Hoof. Crazy guy. Go ahead. He's a crazy guy. Uh, He tells us about his cross-country adventure with five-year-old Tennessee walking horse named Pepper. Now, he was not a rider, knew nothing about it when he got Pepper. Uh, And uh, he's gone across the country several times on various modes of transportation. We're going to talk about that. And do do we have first world problems? I didn't even ask you. <sighs> we have lots of first okay. world problems. I wasn't even sure if you posted it, to be honest. I did. <laughs> okay. And it, it's actually a pretty epic batch. Not gonna, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to save this one for last. And then I kept reading. I was like, oh, I'm going to save this one for last. And then I read the uh, I got to save that one for last. So uh, there's a battle for last because I like to wrap it up with something big. But it's all great. Every one of them. All right, good, good. Glad to hear it. (laughs) Well, today, uh, we're going to do some Daily Winnies. I have uh, some auditor birthdays today. Emily Thibault, Rachel Hahn. We have Ursina Studhalter. Every year we do hers, I think, if she wasn't a horse person, it would have been such a waste. I I, I feel like, Emily, you did not come anywhere close. Is it Thibodeau? Thibodeau? Mm. I don't know. I don't know Mm. how that's pronounced, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, but Ursina Studhalter, I mean... That's the That's best great. name ever. <laughs> Stenholzer. So Heather Keys and Mona Elizabeth, happy birthday to all of you. And remember last week I said I was so disappointed because we had no new auditors in the week. There were none last Monday. We had like, three step up this That's week. Awesome. Lucy Butler, Julianne Rowland, and Gwyneth Roberts. Thank you all. And two of them stepped up the day after. So they obviously listened to me begging. So don't let it slide this week. Thank you to them for supporting the show. And you too can support the show by going to horseradionetwork.com and clipping on, clicking on the auditor banner on the right side of the page. Uh, we would appreciate your support. And we don't want to... Support feeds Scooter. So if you want the pony to die... That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's obviously starving out there. Um, so, yeah, we thank you guys. And hopefully we'll for Thanksgiving week, we'll pick up at least one new one. And we thank everybody who supports us. Speaking of being thankful, thank you all to the auditors for helping Kill support ponies, us. ponies, people. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, your turn. What a weekend I had. Oh, my gosh. I just, I can't even get started here. So I had three horses basically graduate. And what that means is, first of all, daily we need a Corinne, who came out and adopted Geistreida. Uh Corinne Donahue, she's our mama. Yay, Corinne, well. fellow cruiser. I sit with her on formal nights at the cruise. These girls, oh, my gosh. First of all, this family's awesome. They're but super nice, aren't they? So 
cool. Like Corinne comes out and she's hanging out in the barn with me. And then Morgan, her sister went up and hung out with Lucas and Morgan is almost a second degree black belt in karate. The same kind of karate yes. Lucas does. Yes. So she went up, she's like, I'll give him some sparring lessons. And she literally was up in the house. Like, Kicking my son's butt um, <laughs> while I was down kicking her sister's butt on the horse. So it was great. But the horse worked out great. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big green thoroughbred mare for a bit. She's nine and she's had some post riding and I, I, I've found out a little more of her history. And But she's out of shape and she needs a team around her. So, uh, you know, I said, mom and daughter, if you guys are are going to do this together. This will work out. So we, we hopefully made a pretty good team with mom and, and uh, Robin and Corinne. And Yay, so I'm so excited I, for Corinne. Good job, girl. I um, It's Oh my God. Do you guys sit down ready? So uh, they get out of the car on Saturday night and it's starting to get dark. It took them a long time to get here. And I have the horse and the halter and she walks right up to the mare, touches her on the nose and goes, I love you already. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, my eyes. It's so dusty in here. It's allergies. I swear. I swear it's allergies. Oh, it was so beautiful. Anyway, it was really, really touching, and, and they were very sweet together. And I just know that this mare is going to really appreciate. You know, like, she's still learning how to post and doing things, and we're in the round pen, and this mare is just like, okay, I'll just keep going at this pace. I won't go any faster, even though you're, you know, losing your balance and things like that. So I really think, like... Like I was telling Robin, I'm like, it's your job to ride her and teach her consistency and rhythm and slowing her down and making her this, you know, and then it's, it's, it's Corinne's job to get on and learn to ride on her. You know, I was like, and no stirrups, take those stirrups away. She was like, what? Like no stirrups. Corinne's like 12, right? Isn't she like 12 or something? Yeah. She's so, and they're just great, great kids, great family. Then, uh, Tank, who was the horse that came to me, uh, and she dropped him off and said, he bites he kicks and he rears and he bolts. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, well, thanks for telling me. He went home yesterday. His mom came out and rode him and was like in tears. She is so happy. We, we just, we just, I, I really feel like we unlocked a lot of puzzle pieces. He's still not the easiest horse in the world. Cause he's highly intelligent. I and- you were going to say she came out and rode and then turned around and bit her. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was, she's like, I can't believe this is the same horse but again we figured out some 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 key things with him to make him more comfortable and other things that were irritating him and we've made him more comfortable now and his attitude has changed he's still gonna test her because he's highly intelligent um and highly lazy so those two things are he's very smart and trying to teach figure out how to get out of work hence the bolting and all the things so anyway so he's good and then i had tj who is the horse that could not be saddled, Glenn. He was, it took, I have a video of it. It took three men at the racetrack to saddle him in the paddock. One had a, like a lip chain. The other was on one side and the other was on the other side. And they're having to walk him around and he's like jumping forward and they're throwing the tack on him. And he got kicked out of three racetracks because he was so vicious and bad and crazy. His um, owner Uh, who is a lovely woman who lives in Dallas, but she's an Italian woman from New York, never have been around a horse, decided that that's the one she wanted to keep. And it was their racehorse. And so I, I, 
I looked at him and I, I spent some time with him and I was like, I think he'll, he could work, but you got to put him in training. So he's been here in training and his mom came out and rode him. And his, the first lesson with this woman included teaching her how to put on a halter. And so fast forward the month, she has worked so hard. She's been driving up from Dallas every weekend, paying me for two hour lessons. Yesterday we took TJ, she rode TJ into the woods on a trail ride. And it was absolutely perfect. I, I I just could not be more proud of the horse and of the rider <clears throat> and all the hard work that they put in. And 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 my team here, like I have Abby and, and Farm Boy and everything, is just just spinning like a top. So anyway, I'm just. Uh, I'm I saw just, the video. That was a cool video. That was good. I saw the video of TJ. Oh yeah, I was actually just taking because her husband is down in Dallas, and I mean, I'm. A, he's like, "What videos did you get today?" Like, I have to send him ten thousand videos and photos <laughs> of his wife. Like, like the first day, I sent like three or four videos in the first lesson, and and then the next day, I sent him one, and he he texts me, "Where's the rest of them?" <laughs> Oh, well, I forgot spending all this it. money. I want to know what I'm getting for it. <laughs> I mean, really? And then like I had to send him, they, they bought a saddle and they brought it out. And of course it did not fit at all. So we ended up buying one kind of like the one that I was using on my horse. It's Western. I don't know what this stuff is, you know? So I bought him a Wintech. <laughs> I was like, I know Wintech Western saddles. So we got that. And then I, I sent him a link for a helmet. I sent him a link for bridle. I sent him a link for brains. I sent him a link for the girth. I sent him a link for, I, I use all of our sponsors. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> Ovation helmet. Uh, you're gonna get a total saddle fit girth. Uh, you're gonna get the, and he he bought it all. Everything hey. Wintech saddle. Like and he just bought it all. Like okay, cool. He just wants to make his his wife happy. She they've been married for many many years, and he's just like I just want her to be happy, and I want her to have her thing. So yeah, sure, I'll keep this racehorse. That's so he got great. past that point where he gave up. He just yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. he's well, he's embraced it, Glenn. He's different. <laughs> He's a unicorn. <laughs> He's all about it. He's like, yes, do that. Get a horse. And we're the rest of you. Does just he like... have an expensive hobby too? That's my guess. <laughs> I mean, well, he has racehorses. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what do you true. Think? That's true. <laughs> yeah, really expensive hobby. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 have racehorses with several different trainers along in the south. So yeah, really smart. <laughs> Very good. Cool. Well, good for you. Oh, yeah, it was a really, really good weekend. I was really pleased for Tank and his, his owner and TJ and his owner and then for the Donahies and their new pony. And I'm so excited for the horse, too. I told I said to the horse before they, they got here, I was like, hey, if you behave today, you're good forever. Like, <laughs> you don't have to worry anymore. Just be awesome. And then you're going to be a girl's first horse. And you're good. Like, shh, tell yeah, and she'll get pampered to death. <laughs> well, I told you, but like, you just won the horse lottery. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you something I did over the weekend that was quite interesting. Um, you, turn to talk, please go. You know, uh, you you have those good Oklahoma horse auctions out there, but we have them here in Ocala too. <clears throat> and there was a horse auction here. Oh, my coffee! Like you said, auction. Oh. <laughs> oh, there was some. Carry on. There was a good horse auction here in Ocala over the weekend. They had 200 horses in the auction. And this is not your crappy meat auction. This is, uh, well, we went over there on Friday because two of our neighbors who we really. Quarter horses or sport horses? This is mostly quarter horses. 
Okay. Uh, and the names that you would you would be so happy with most of the names. Did you write any down and save well, them for me? I didn't write them down, but I do. Ha- I mean, I have the auction. I could go to the auction and look, but uh, I wanted to more tell you about the auction. <laughs> so. So we go over the two of our neighbors who we really like. They live right next door to us. They want they're looking for horses. And the one she loves Palominos. So we went over and on pre-auction day and you could they were riding them around and you could also look and you know say hi to them. So we're walking around and we're looking at Every variety of quarter horse you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, from the really thoroughbred looking ones where I had to look five times to be even convinced that it was a quarter horse, right. um, to the really fat ones, to the – what I was surprised at is a lot of quarter horses now are almost ponies. They're really yeah. – they're finer and shorter. I was surprised how many of those there were. I mean, maybe it's because I haven't been to a good quarter horse auction for a while. But so we're walking around, but let me tell you, it was redneck Florida. Um, it was very redneck Florida. So then they went over to the auction on Saturday. I had my booster shot and wasn't feeling so good, so I didn't go on Saturday, and nor would I have sat there for as long as they did. So this auction started at 10 in the morning and ended about 10 at night. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, and they sat there till about 6. Uh, so the horse that... They, the horses that they were interested in, a couple of them went through, and Jennifer was there to be the brain and not the heart. <laughs> and, and she's like, nope, that one's lame. You know, when she they get... is totally heartless, by the way. <laughs> yeah. like, I just want a pony. I want a pal of you know. And she'd be like, no. No. Wrong well, the first one we looked at was sick, was some kind of sick, and we couldn't tell what. And Jennifer this said the bat had the worst breath in the world. She almost passed out. Like infected tooth breath. Why are they so? So nobody's like vetting these horses ahead of time. Well, I don't think so. Um, so that one, you know, this is not that fancy of an auction. Well, the the horses. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. So I watched it. They had it online, so I could watch, and they did online bidding, and it was very interesting because it was quite sophisticated. You could watch. It would it would show the bid and it would show whether it was an online bidder or an you know an in house bidder and it would show that as the bidding was going on it would show where the bidder was from and they were getting bids from all over the country, um, but these horses were going I would say the average for this when we went to the sale five years ago would have been two to four thousand dollars one to four thousand dollars would have been more the average. I would say the average was five to twenty thousand dollars. One of them went for twenty five thousand dollars. It was ridiculous, but the, they had some minis, and they weren't even a. They were minis, you know, not not ones that would go. Oh, that one's adorable, you know. They're just minis. They were selling Jamie for two to five thousand dollars each wow. for wow. minis, which you would have bought at that auction for two hundred fifty bucks. You know, four years ago, I don't know why people. Well, why are mini? So I don't. Somebody in the mini world, please explain to me why mini prices are through the roof. I don't get it. Every price of the, everything is through the roof. Oh, it's it was, insane! It was insane. They did have a Dutch harness horse, which was kind of an oddball there. Um, that uh, went through, and the neighbor was interested in that, but there was just something. They. This is one of those. By the way, I thought about you the entire day. We'll get back oh, to the God. Dutch harness horse. The riding was atrocious. <laughs> just, Why did it make you think of me? Because <laughs> you would have just been all over it. You just would have been all over it. Just the riding was 
Uh, no, I didn't think of you that way. I thought of you as... Th- <laughs> when as... I see bad writers, I think of you. <laughs> no, when I, think, when I see bad writers, I think of your comments on the show the day after. It was bad. I mean, it was bad. Every kind of bad. Whipping them. You know, one of the horses acts up a little, gets whacked in the side of the head. Just all of that. Just everything you would imagine at, a, at an auction like that. Anyway, back to the Charner's horse. Uh, Jennifer kind of talked her out of it because they only saw it ride in the arena for a short period of time and nowhere else. And kind of disappeared right after and didn't sell. So it's like, mm, something goofy there. You always have to, if there's one red flag in an auction, that's my word of advice because we've been to a lot of auctions. Matter of fact, we figured out Friday that I bought five horses at auctions myself. Um, but if there's one red flag, you walk away. Not three, one. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. But anyway, the neighbor bought a beautiful Palomino. And it was, yeah, it was a sweet horse. I mean, she brought it home and we were up visiting it yesterday. It's super sweet horse, about seven years old. Uh, Went in and didn't sell it on the auction. uh, They didn't have enough. So she went back and talked to the lady and the lady ended up selling. She must have sweet talked her because the lady ended up selling it for what she had bid at the auction. So uh, they ended up making the sale there and, br- and brought her home that night. And it, so it, a good thing came out of it. One sweet horse. I fell in love with one. Big surprise. It was a paint draft. Oh, wow. Was about 17 and a half hands, rode and drove, and was about four or five years old. I mean, it was stunning looking horse. Uh, big, big horse, but paint, paint, paint draft. And they didn't sell that horse. It was a no-sale, I think, at seven or $8,000. So they wanted a lot more for that horse and probably could get it at the right auction. But you knew some of those horses have been through five auctions, too. I mean, it's just, it is crazy that way. Hopefully, some of them ended up at good homes. But it was, a, it was an experience. It's always an experience to go to horse auctions. Well, I'll tell you that weather permitting... That's what they're saying. The next auction at the Chicken Coop Auction Barn in <laughs> New Walla, Oklahoma, uh, is on January eighth, and I will be there. I have. I think three... I should come out. And we should do a show. For... <laughs> I've got to go to this. Apparently, it's like twelve hours long, like you were saying. And they don't just auction off like chickens. They auction off like goats and sheep and all the things. But also, they auction off like. Buckets of bubble gum, like Costco is flats of you know flowers. You and I, I need I don't to know. do a show from there live. Oh my god! <laughs> so anyway, I I now have four girls that are super excited to go with me to the chicken coop auction barn on January eighth in New Walla, Oklahoma, and and they're like, "Are you gonna buy anything?" I'm like, "I don't care. I'm there." <laughs> For the story. It's like the time I went to the Purcell Animal Auction, which is in Purcell, Oklahoma, fairly close to me. And Abby and Lucas and I went down and the sale starts at noon, but you can get there a little early and and take a look around at everything. And and we walked in and we walked out. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) we're good. I don't need a better number. I'm fine. It's cold. I'll be, you know, you'll come back. I, I will say that at this auction, at least I didn't see, like you would at New Holland, you know, the half-dead, lame horses that you know are going to slaughter. You didn't see that oh, at this auction, which was those nice. Those are the ones I buy. Yeah, I know. Hey, you know what I didn't see there? 
And I'll tell you, I looked around for one, but I didn't see it. I want a Hanoverian for Christmas. <laughs> Only a Hanoverian will do. I don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toys. I want a Hanoverian to ride with and enjoy. I want a Hanoverian for Christmas. I don't think Santa Claus will mind. Do you? Had it just left your head? Um, I actually had forgotten about it, but thank you. Well, in that case, I can see me. I think this is Claire Ford. I think. Morning creeping down the stairs. Oh, what joy and what surprise when I open up my eyes and see a Hanoverian right there. You can all thank me the entire day. For Christmas. For Christmas. I still love oh, it. Yeah, do. No crocodiles, no rhinoceroses. Okay, so she didn't. I just... only like Hanoverians. Hanoverians <laughs> like me too. Yay! Okay, my problem is I kept singing it in my head. For days, but I couldn't get past that. I want to hit a very <laughs> I didn't know what the next words were. And she did write some different ones, but at the end, she did go to Hanoverian Anastasis because I now I can sing it fully. I'm good. Okay. I think as long as you had a breed that had more than one syllable, had two or three syllables, you could do that song. I want I'm, a hackney for you know you could do hack you could do anything thoroughbred. I want an illusion for Christmas. Yeah. There you go. By you the could. way, thoroughbred anything. See how amazing my little baby is, my little two year old Miles and illusion. Oh my god, he's been dreaming. I gotta tell you, I, we we have a few minutes before the next guest. I did see your post, and I it looks like you definitely have a new heart horse here. <gasps> I love him so much. <laughs> I'm like. I just love you. I, and I, you know what I did yesterday is I, I took him out and I'm like, okay, well. Now, tell tell new listeners who we're talking about. Okay, so Miles is a two-year-old. He's almost three. He'll be three in March. And Illusion. That and where I did bought. you buy him? I, it's always the best part of the story is I bought him on an <laughs> online internet auction. Who it's auction that? day. <laughs> it's auction day. And uh, I might have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and got competitive, but I still got him like a total steal. Okay, so he's like a total. It's like he was free. Okay, so I bought this horse sight unseen. He's supposed to be two. He comes. He's one. He's intact. <laughs> he needed the castration. Like it's, it's a terrible, terrible idea. Um, but it worked out because I love him so much. And so I rode him. So I took him out of the stall because he has all this mane, and I, I have to take care. I usually roach everything, everybody's manes because I have too many horses, too many manes to worry about. And uh, but him, I don't. So I took him out, and yesterday I had to like get to my coat, my conditioner, and I rub it in my hands. I'm like picking through his hair and his mane and his tail and I get it brushed and he looks so pretty and I was like let's just go for a ride Chad was there so I tacked him up and I got to go on another pony ride and he literally doesn't care and what's so weird is that he he kind of does he doesn't want to go forward like he's he's kind of just like oh, I'm just gonna stand here and try to figure out what this is but I'm like you have to walk and so I actually squeezed him and it is so strange I've always been riding like kind of taller thoroughbreds or even my mustang who's very narrow and this guy i would squeeze my legs and it was like like squeezing a marshmallow like there was like 
fat that I was depressing my legs into. It was it was the weirdest feeling, like to go from something skinny where it's like a firm side to like a squishy side. And uh, but he was so good, and I love him so much. And I took like I was like. The thing is, he's so he was so calm that I was like, Lucas, take a picture as I'm sitting on him and I'm like handing him my phone and all like Lucas running around climbing on the top rail and I just thought at some this is a dumb idea. This is this horse's second rider up ever. <laughs> and here I am focusing on my social media pictures, not on the fact you that you Instagram oh my gosh. queen. <laughs> I, right. I'm like a Facebook queen. I'm too old for Instagram. But anyway, yeah, I was if it, I love him so much. <laughs> Well, uh, is he on MagnaGuard? He, oh my God, come on, best segue ever, go. <laughs> you may have heard of MagnaGuard, gastric support product. MagnaGuard helps prevent ulcers and other gastric issues, giving your horses the happy tummy they deserve. MagnaGuard helps calm horses in two ways. First, the magnesium is a natural calmer. And second, it keeps the gut feeling great, which allows horses to relax. It contains important trace minerals and is all natural and can be fed continually without negative side effects. Customers report healthier, shinier coats, less colic, healthier hooves, and overall healthier horses. There's a discount code. It's HRN. Gets you 15% off your next order at eagleequine.com. Go to eagleequine.com. Put in HRN. By the way, HRN is always our coupon code for every company. So if you think, I know this company had a coupon code, just put in HRN. If there is one, it'll pop up. But it's 15% at eagleequine.com. And all the products have a money-back guarantee. If you're not satisfied, you contact Eagle Equine for a full refund. And I know you use it on some of your horses that are coming in that have issues. So, uh... So every horse that comes in, I put on. That. <laughs> that's true because they all have every issues. Every one of them, because <laughs> they all have issues. But well, they... it's just it's a nice thing to know that I'm giving them a little bit of a and bringing them down just a notch, you know, in the calming phase with a little magnesium, and then also that I'm buffering any sort of stress with acid that might be being produced, and it's natural. Thank you that. to Magnegard. I am pleased to welcome to the show Nishan Cook. Last time we had Nishan on, we pretty much decided we were best friends. And and Nishan is up in Parker, Colorado, and is a first-generation horseman, classical dressage trainer, and has kind of done it all with jumping and dressage. And you also rehabilitate a lot of horses with mental, physical, and emotional training-related trauma. And uh, let's say hello. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? Oh my gosh, it's so good to to talk to you. I was just talking about a bunch of horses that I had in training that were graduating. Who do you have at your farm right now? Any exciting cases? No, actually, I don't have any exciting cases at the moment, but I did over the summer. It was really, really magnificent. I had um, actually four horses on my line who had come in with major joint-related issues that the vets said, um, you know, there was nothing else could be done. And uh, they had exhausted all of their options and had had suggested euthanasia, um, and all of those horses are okay. Um, they're they're three of them, three of the four are back under saddle and doing great. And um, one one he has arthritis in his lumbar spine, um, but he's not in pain. And we've done it just with with correct rehab work and, and, and building muscles and in, in, in the correct way and slow, slow, slow. So it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm resting now. <laughs> <laughs> You're tired and it's probably pretty cold yeah. in Colorado right now. 
It's actually it's it it, it it it's actually it's it's not actually it's probably about sixty degrees right now. Well then, get to yeah, work. What are you doing? You're just like lounging yeah. around in your pajamas. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a really really wonderful it's been a really really wonderful year, um, and 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 I was able to run my first set of intensives this year, and so from uh, April through October. Um, there were people here almost every week to study with me from all over the country. Um, and what so is that an was really, what is that? What yeah. Is... So it was when, it was when folks, they came in for five days. Um, and it was, it was a individual lesson. So it was only, it was only that guest who came in from out of town, uh, during that training slot. And then, and they, and, and, um, I had people come from like Oklahoma and Michigan and Minnesota and some from Colorado. And it was really cool. Cause there were like three veterinarians that came. Um, one flew in from Texas. Um, and, um, and, and so I helped them with whatever they would like me to help them with, with their horse and their horse is able to stay here. And, and we do the full board and all of that stuff here. And then they have the day to audit my work. Um, and so they got to see me work with my, with my major rehab cases and, um, and then they got to see me work with my personal horses and, and my regular students. And so, um, it was really, it was really, really wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. How fun. What yeah. a cool experience. So Nishan, now you, the reason we're having you on is because you are now an author. Yes, I am. I am. I, my, my first book came out in October. My first horse book came out in October and it's called being with horses. And, um, in that, in, in the book, um, it's more of an exploration around kind of the internal, um, internal challenges that keep us from, from really being able to connect in a healthy way with our horses and in, in, in the way where it's kind of a, a reciprocal two-way conversation and not just like control camouflage this friendship. Interesting. Now it says here, like in, in reading the kind of the blurb, it says Nishan Cook shares with readers, his alternative universe where horses are magicians, miracle Indeed. makers and healers. And I was like, did he write a fiction, like a nonfiction book? <laughs> like, is it fiction no. or nonfiction? So what, so which one is it? It's, it's, is that just them being? No. So it's, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a figure of speech, right? Like I have, um, you know, I've, I've, I've run this summer specifically. Um, I actually ran into a lot of, uh, well, a few, a few cases of riding challenges, uh, with people holding in their bodies, um, as you know, from, from trauma, from, uh, from that they, from trauma that they had from abuse as a kid. And it was like affecting the way they were breathing when they were riding, riding their horses. And because they weren't relaxed in their body and unconsciously, it wasn't allowing them to, it wasn't allowing them to follow their horses. Their horses were presenting with training problems when in fact it was un, un, unresolved emotional stuff. Um, and, 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 um, and in being able to just explore that space and process through it non-judgmentally, um, you know, we, <laughs> we've, we, 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 we fixed, made, we, we fixed biomechanical issues that, 
would have otherwise been um would have been would have been uh try and gone after as a training issue when it was a when it was a shut off emotional space and I, I in their I person. Think that- a lot, you know, uh, some people, they get a horse and then the horse has this behavior. So they like, sell this horse and then they get another horse and this horse does the same and thing. The same and you're yeah. like, and it's not the horse, it's you. And right. that's, it's and, fascinating. And, 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 and it's, and it's, and it's you truthfully, not, not as a blame game. And it's like, well, if you really want what you want with this horse, like, Unfortunately, most horses aren't the place to escape from from life. They're they're a way to help us confront it and 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 not be afraid of it and and live. Um, and so, I mean, and 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 so, yeah. I mean, and then as far as the 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 and so, like, yeah, they they are healers in that way. Well, see, um, I read that and, about the alternate alternative universe where horses are magicians. And I'm like, that's not an alternative universe. That's actually our current universe, you know, like, cause it, it, I feel it depends like depends on who you talk to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and yeah, I work sorry, with ahead. horses and veterans and I can see the healing that happens with these first veterans and first responders that, that really to connect. And just over the weekend, I had a young girl and she had the horse in the round pen and I could tell she was very nervous and the horse just kept picking up speed. And I told her, I said, okay, I want you to just take a deep breath. Just take a yes, deep, visible yes. breath, and the horse goes yeah. right back down to a walk. And she was like, "Oh my god, right. that was amazing!" I'm like, "It's just you. Like your tension is is just projecting right onto that horse, <clears throat> and it's not yeah. your fault. You yeah. just have to control your emotions and control your adrenaline level, and you'll see so many more amazing things." So I'm glad there's somebody else out there that's doing all this, and and you've written this book. And what what are people going to get out of the book? I th- I think that one thing that they will get out of the book is seeing how horses can lead us to part of ourselves if we have the courage to follow them, um, parts of ourselves that we are afraid of touching. Um, I think that I think that also it's a beautifully written book. The language is gorgeous, um, and so literarily it's it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that too. I think it will. Um, maybe hopefully uh, help people explore, you know, a different possibility of like maybe breathing into those tight spaces that make us have tension when we're riding it. It kind of has some exercises in there in essay form. It's not like a pedagogical book where it's like, do this now, but it's, 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 there's, there's, there's like examples of me doing lessons where I'm walking people through like, okay, um, you know, if you spread your toes out, it'll relax your quadricep and open your hip flexor. And then you're not giving an unintentional driving gait with your leg that you then have to pull on your horse's mouth to try and counterbalance and stop. So it's, 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 it's an exploration of those places of becoming more aware of spaces um, because we can't go to places that we're not aware of. Um, and it's just a kind of a, a cool. guide maybe through that kind of space. Yeah. It sounds really cool. Well, Nishan, where can people go and find the book? Yeah, so they it's on Amazon and and um and it's also being uh carried through the Eclectic Horseman um magazine. They have an online store. Um and it's also a really cool magazine. Um 
and they can they can buy it at those two places in uh, and it's available internationally so there are people who from Norway have gotten letters from and the UK and Australia and Canada so it's all over Nishan, you're also on Facebook. Just search for Nishan Cook Horsemanship. And it is always nice having you. I'm, I swear I'm going to get out. I'm in Oklahoma. So if you're in my area, you come and see me and I'm going to come up to Parker and see you. Oh, that would be lovely. That would awesome. be lovely. Awesome. Nishan, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great holiday. You too. Thank you so much for having me back. Well, one week from today, everybody, on November 29th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, you can join us. We're having a HRN holiday concert and also trivia match. So at 7.30, we're going to do a trivia competition. And at 8 o'clock, Templeton Thompson and Sam Gay are going to join us for some holiday music. She has a new album out. She's going to sing some songs from the new album as well. So we definitely want you to stop by. We have thousands of dollars in prizes, including the chance to win a brand new Wintech saddle of your choice. You get to pick it. So, but you have to be, t- you have to tune in at 7.30, Monday night, November the 29th. Mark it on your calendars. We do have a Facebook event uh, that I've been posting everywhere. So you can remind yourself through the Facebook event. It will be on the Horse Radio Network and Horses in the Morning and Auditor Facebook page. That's where you can watch it. And we would love you to stop by. And if you stop by, you'll be able to sign up for free. No no obligation to do anything. We'll have the link there that night for you to sign up. And we're just going to pick names between songs, and you're going to win stuff. Uh, cool. How much Christmassy is that? I mean, that's awesome. All right. And uh, Coro, did you send your, your person that you sent to buy all the stuff, your husband there? Did? I did. Oh, I good. Sent, I sent the husband to Coro to get the bridal. So Coro oh, was, was involved in the one man shopping spree of links that I sent. I mean, it was, but it was weird. I didn't mean to send all of our sponsors. I'm just like, what's the best helmet? Oh, this, what's the best saddle? Well, this, Oh, where can I find the best bridle and tack and all that? Oh, car. You know, like it was super easy to, and then I looked at the email and I was like, God, I'm such like a shill for my products. <laughs> <laughs> and they're also going to continue to keep them on the hemp. American Harvest Products hemp. Both him and Tank are going to be on the hemp. It was just great. Like I, I just, the products and the things that we advertise, we actually use and we believe in. So that's just a reminder that how much I believe in all of this. And if you haven't shopped with Coro yet, it's an online retailer that's simplifying the way you shop horse care. You know, off the printed commercial, you know, you go to like websites and there's like 20,000 different prices on it. And they're like, but we're going to give it to you for this. It's just clean. This website is so clean and pretty uh, with horse friendly supplies and equipment to fuel your passion. They have everything from grooming supplies, barn supplies, supplements, tack, and everything in between. They are truly one source for all things horse. They, all the products they sell and recommend have been tested for quality or only horse only gets the best, which is exactly how it should be. They offer the best prices like Lightning fast shipping and auto ship for the products that you purchase regularly. I mean, come on. That's like the best and worst thing ever. It's like, here you go. You got your new stuff like on the, the second of every month. That'd be awesome. Visit Coro today at coroshop.com. That's C-O-R-R-O-S-H-O-P.com. And use the code HRN for 10% off your first order today. Well, we have Jesse McNeil with us. He wrote a book called On the Hoof, and he 
did some traveling, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. You know, Jesse, we have talked to several people who have traveled the country. One lady we actually talked to the entire time she was traveling across the country. We had her on at a regular basis. That was years ago. But this horse thing is not the only time you've traveled this country. What made you think, I should travel the United States on many modes of transportation and see how crazy I am? What made you think that? <laughs> well, you know, the, I think the crazy factor started to keep increasing. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do first? What mode did you do first? Um, yeah, so basically as, as a stunt, just for fun, I, uh, I rode a, mo- a uh, moped across America. Oh, my God. At 20 miles an hour across America? (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Well, it's faster than horse, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But um, it is uh, not as interesting in a lot of ways. But, uh, yeah, it was was just kind of a stunt, really. I was... um, I grew up in New Hampshire, and I was out in Washington State, and I wanted to go home for the holidays and um, had some time on my hands and didn't have a lot of money. And I thought, well, what if I took a moped? <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, I got there after three and a half weeks, and but I only spent $52 in gas. Okay, okay hold on. <laughs> have you seen Dumb and Dumber? The movie, yeah, I know. Like, Everybody says that to me. Seventy miles to the gallon on this hog. <laughs> that is exactly what you did. You spent fifty-two dollars in gas driving across the country. Oh, good lord! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was something. I know. I always that, that, that movie is always referenced to me, and I'm not sure which one I am. But You're like, uh, just when you could get any dumber, you totally redeem yourself. <laughs> All right, kids. So, what was second after the moped? <laughs> Uh, second, second was, um, I actually learned how to fly an airplane. Um, so that was kind of a jump up. Um, so I <laughs> that up, seems um, like the easiest way to get it. Yeah. <laughs> Call me crazy. So, so yeah, actually, um, uh, I just got my light, my, my certificate and I, um, left like hours later, um, and, uh, started flying again back across the country back to New Hampshire and uh and that actually took ironically took the same amount of time because of weather but it cost me like $1500 in gas. <laughs> Jamie's husband was an F16 fighter pilot and is currently an American Airlines pilot. So uh, oh, there you go. She understood so faster yeah. to just get a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a question. Yeah. So, so did you like New Hampshire to California and you like drove the moped and then you're like, crap, how am I going to get home? I better learn how to fly an airplane. And then you learn how to fly an airplane and you fly back home. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't so much that I basically went back to the, to the West coast and then learn how to fly a plane there. And then said, well, I, you know, I took a moped across the country. Maybe, maybe, I, can, maybe I can fly this across. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two yeah, minutes after he gets his pilot's off. license. <laughs> You're good to go. All right, so, see you guys. I'm going to go over those big yeah. mountains and see how that goes. Do you rent oh an airplane like one way? No, I, I actually bought a small Cessna 150, which okay. are... Okay, I've been in Cessna 150s. There's barely room for two people. So it's like... It's like <laughs> there really is barely yeah. room for two people to move in that thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. carry on. So you All right, so then you did like... antique motorcycle and a bicycle? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um and it was on the on the bicycle trip across I was going across Canada this time because I 
seen the U.S. a few times already, and so I wanted to see Canada. Here comes Jesse again. What's he on this right. time? <laughs> He's on a bike. Okay, that, that was totally it. I, I, I got so bad that I'd gone through the same ta- towns by different directions, and I was like, okay. You know, this little <laughs> little two horse town. You know, has seen too much of me here, <laughs> Kansas or Nebraska or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, so it was across. So, so ultimately, I was actually riding a bicycle across Canada um, when I when I met a horse, and um, I, it just it just triggered me. I was just like, you said, I'm doing all this pedaling. The horse could do all the walking. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be so much easier? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds easier. <laughs> now, did you know anything about horses when you met the horse? Zero. <laughs> Zero. Again, what could anything. possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And so, yeah. And now, and so then, I basically kept bicycling. Then I finished the trip and at the Bay of Fundy. Um, and uh, but that it just hit me. I was just like, man, there's something about that horse. It was like that horse wanted to run, you know. And I just it was in this field alongside this like quiet road I was on and I was like man that horse just wants to get out and run you know and I was like maybe maybe I can get a horse you know <laughs> and uh so then I I spent the summer fishing up in Alaska commercial fishing and came back with enough money to buy a horse and that's what I spent my You were like a renaissance man. You're like the most interesting man in the world in the commercials. <laughs> oh, my <God>. <laughs> oh my gosh. I it's, gotta it's just it just keeps going, you know. I mean life's an adventure. I gotta just, ask. Just... <laughs> I gotta ask. I mean, this is this is like I'm listening to you. Is there a special woman in your life or man? There is, yes. Her name's Lindsay. She's she's a wonderful woman and we're actually engaged. What kind of oh, saint is she? Why is she even going to marry you? Like, this is I, like, you know what? I'll see you in three months again. I'm going to go bicycle across the country. Like, what is she? Is she an adventurous like you are? Or is she just roll her eyes at your ideas? She, she is very adventurous, but she's ironically, she likes traveling, but she's more of a homebody. And so we'll go out on these trips together. Like we walked around Mount Rainier, 100 miles around Rainier. And then we actually, she joined me on one of the, on, on a more recent airplane flight going across Canada. And, you know, it was just really windy and choppy and bouncy. And, you know, and she's just like, she's just, she was just kind of like gripped, you know? And I mean, I was too, actually. <laughs> and I was just like, let's just keep doing this. And so, you know, I think we really complement each other really well, you know? And she's good at reading maps, which is nice. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm going to set up my Tinder profile. Here's what I'm looking for. She's a girl who is adventurous and can read a map. And I don't care about the rest. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's actually worked out pretty well. I mean, you know, so, and uh, so, yeah, so so that's, so we've definitely known each other a long time. And it just, she kept, uh, and she actually heard about the horse trip at the, at the end of my horse trip. And she's just like, she had heard it through somebody else, a friend of ours. And she's like, well, she did what? <laughs> well, let's like, get back to that. All right, Jesse, let's get back to that. So you you end you end up wanting to find a horse. How? Where did you find this Tennessee walking horse you ended up with? Well, I was living in Montana at the time in, in, in Bozeman. And uh, I just actually, how it started was I took a couple books out of the library <laughs> on like how to read, a, I mean, how to ride a horse. 
Because uh, <laughs> that's how everybody is. learns. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the books was actually um, Lions on Horses, uh, John Lyons' book. And that really was an awesome book. That really just fantastic book. And another book was Centered Riding by Sally Swift. Yeah. Um, that's where my wife, the class. That's that was my wife's book back in the day. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And so, and this, and and those two books end up being kind of very serendipitous in my life. Because later on in the story here, I'll you know it kind of came back around full circle. Um, so so I took those two books out and I just started reading them. And I was like, and I was thinking about what kind of horse I want. I didn't know anything about horses. But I basically learned there was gated horses and non-gated horses. So I thought, well, I don't know how to ride a horse. I don't know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if oh, I get a gated horse, it'll probably be easier, you know. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? It's right, fine. You know? And then from there, I went around to a couple different ranches. And that was the kind of a funny part. It was the like, first time I turned up. I was like, oh, yeah, just like buying a car, you know. Just like go, go check out the, you know, check out the tires or look at the horse and you know and then this rancher's like oh yeah well you want to hop on and you know take her for a ride i'm like i didn't have the audacity the ball to tell him i didn't know how to ride a horse and so i just kept looking at the horse I'm like oh he's a pretty good horse you know <laughs> i just kind of got out of there i was like oh my gosh i need to know a little bit more you know so you didn't take anybody with you horse shopping you're just like i got this <laughs> yeah, no, no, I didn't. My brain hurts so bad. He rode a freaking moped across the country. People were I'm, trying I'm like, to run his ass off the road just because he was riding a moped across the country. I'm, I'm shaking right now. Okay. Keep going with your story. Keep going. I need a drink. So, after a couple of those visits and realizing, it, like, I had to, like, okay, I got to pick up one of the horse's hooves. I got to, like, you know, maybe ask a question about its health. You know, I, okay. That would probably, you know, make life easier and get some information. <laughs> and then later on, I ended up being this, this one gentleman at this Tennessee walking farm ranch uh, about two hours away from Bozeman. And it just, it was it. Like, he, he was a wonderful gentleman. He, you know, I told him, I'm, okay, I'm new at horses. I'm new. I just got like fess up. I'm new with horses. <laughs> and he went. Guess and, what? Everybody and, else knew it too. Just yeah. so you know. We can you're, tell that uh, ahead of time, actually. You're, you're not breaking the, like, breaking the story here. <laughs> Jesse, you were making our day. Keep on, keep going. Okay, I'm so happy. Carry on. So this horse, so, he, so I've looked at a couple of different horses. He's like, yeah, I got a couple for sale. And, and he brings this horse in, and I'm like, and I just like right away, I was like, you know, this you drive, you gravitate toward, I'll you know, a, like, like a, a painting <laughs> or a somebody, and and so she's like, ah, oh, this is this is the horse, you know, and uh, I'm like, and I was that was it. I was like, are you sure this horse is okay? You know, am I going to be okay with this horse? And he's like, I think you'll learn well together. <laughs> and, uh, Hold on. I wish I had it. I have a song that is green on green makes black and blue. And it's about exactly what you're talking about. Let me me get this straight. You are buying a horse to ride across the country. You don't ride 
you don't know anything about horses and you turn up at a farm and you say, is this a good horse? And they go, yeah, you'll be fine. And you buy that horse to ride across the country. No veterinarian, no like anybody helping you. Like literally you're like this old farmer said, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, you'll be fine. This and is a book everybody the- has to get for Christmas. This well, is like- well, the way you're saying it, the way you're saying it now, it makes it sound like, yeah, I, know, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Let's be honest, though. Of all of these trips you've done, have you really ever known what you were doing? Uh, well, you learn as you go. <laughs> you, learn. Uh, you know, I mean, to be completely fair, you're kind of my hero. I'm like, I'm like everything you've done is amazing, and I'm excited, but I'm just having some post-traumatic stress over here. From- you, By the way, you should have consulted us before you wrote the book. On the Hoof isn't a good name. This should have been called What Could Possibly Go Wrong. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, or the horse thing. You want me to do what? Yeah. <laughs> so did you take any lessons or anything before you headed out? Which, by the way, which direction did you go? East to west, west to east? I went from the Oregon coast to the New Hampshire coast. And you took the northern route. You didn't even take the southern route. You took the northern route. So there's that. Well, I took the straight route. <laughs> yeah, there's no hills in your way on that trip. So <laughs> yeah, no, there were. <laughs> oh I hope you understand. We're having this is making our month here. Oh, totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you no, take any lessons, anything, before you got on that horse and started riding? No, no, <laughs> not 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 to speak of. I mean, so basically, I I I spent the first three months. From December to March, like, I, and it was my in my head. I was like, okay, if I'm gonna like take this horse and like get along with it and make sure it's safe and I'm safe, I need to just spend the next every day for the next three months just spending time with this horse. Every day I'm gonna go over to the stable and I'm gonna do some some sort of training or walking or put the saddle on it, <laughs> learn how to, you know, like I just gonna work with it, and and that works. And that really, I think, helped. And I, I, I learned how to um, to, to trim hooves, um, but I never actually took any formal like lesson or anything. It, it was more of just like Pepper and I just kind of like hung out together, and um, it got better and better as time went on. You know, she was a little, she was basically like new green. You know, she was she was green broke. She could have a saddle on her, not very happily. And you could pick up her feet, not very happily either, <laughs> but she was like willing to like, let you work with her. And, um, that, that, that capacity, um, really helped us evolve. Together. So, so I just kept kind of doing, going with it, you know, and, uh, and we, and we'd ride around the Montana fields in the winter with, that was a lot of part is the snow, the deep snow and the ice on the roads, like. It was, we, we learned pretty quickly how slippery ice can be. Um, and, uh, so we just kind of kept learning and kept learning. And, um, and then she was very tolerant. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and, uh, and then we left and, and, and actually took a, uh, rental trailer, uh, that I'd hired from Bozeman to the Oregon coast. because I really wanted to go coast to coast. So I, got there and got dropped off in the middle of the night and we were on the, on the shoreline and in, in some forest and 
that was the beginning of the trip. Just her and I. Well, I am speechless. I'm sorry. <laughs> this horse should be sainted. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> skip ahead. I, obviously, I'm assuming all of the adventures in between the West Coast and the East Coast are in the book. So we can read yeah. about it there. Yeah. Oh, I no. Don't... You're, you're, you're reading the whole thing. You're, you're okay. reading what I, what I was feeling and what Pepper was probably feeling. You know, I, okay. I really tried to do it from both perspectives. So I want to fast forward to West Coast. East Coast, how the hell is Pepper? <laughs> she's doing great. She's she's on on a wonderful stable um, up in Washington State. Uh, I live on a small small island in the San Juan Islands, and she's at a stable there, and she gets ridden, and and and, and we go all all around, and and uh, she's in good health. Um, I think, frankly, she's a little bored. <laughs> I can't I think, imagine why. <laughs> I think. I think that she just like she kind of looks at me like, "Are we leaving?" You know, and I just like, "No, no, Pepper, you're just a horse. You know, you're here. You're among all, all these other horses. You know." And she's just it's like, "Horse Pepper, I want to go, go somewhere." <laughs> I think I found it. Hold on one second. I have something. For... Island. Oh. She's gonna just take a swim one day. She's like, "That's it. Uh, I'm going." Let, let me see if I have this for you. Um... <laughs> I hope the lyrics are in this. Green on green makes black and blue. I wouldn't <laughs> ride that horse if I were you. <laughs> Told you there was a song for you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, Jesse, I where can people find your book? This is this is possible. I'm getting them one for everybody for Christmas. <laughs> Aww, I appreciate that. Well, I think that, by the way, I think that song is kind of right, because we both did get a lot of black. It's <laughs> your theme song for all of your trips, I think. But, I uh, mean, that was a different part. I really actually like that part better, Green Glenn. You should save that. that green and green, cool. black and blue. Yeah, Don't run yeah. ride that horse if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was a fantastic adventure, and uh, I met one of the biggest parts of the whole journey was actually the people that I met along the way. There are some just really wonderful people across the country, um, both people that are in, into horses and people that are new to horses. Well, that was like, um, I did have that and, question for you. I wanted to ask you that. You've done all these trips across the country, met a lot of people on all the trips, but was the horse trip the one where you, I would say, had a closer connection to people? That Did they gravitate toward you because of the horse? Yes. There's a, there's something about it. Even when I was on the bicycle trip, like I mean that's a very non-threatening activity. And but even on but on the horse trip, there's something about a horse is like just being like an ambassador to this this mm-hmm. like neutral space that you could have with a stranger. And there's I think that they also wanted to like they're also really interested, but they also wanted to help and they wanted to see that that Pepper's well and like pet the horse and. I mean, right off the bat, I would stay in people's backyards and people would invite me in, in into a guest room. Uh, they'd take me out to dinner. They'd just throw me 20 bucks and say, give it, give it to your horse for grain. And um, it, it's those sort of experiences that I had that really like rounded out the, the experience and made the, the travel so much better and, and worthy of writing about over some of the earlier journeys. Would you okay. say it was your favorite um, trip across the country? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, without without a doubt. You without had a company doubt. that time. You yeah. had, you had <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, and it was hard. I really liked that. I mean, honestly, because I had a lot of backpacking experience and and like navigation and compass work, and I I felt like I was really confident in the outdoors, and and uh, and and I was. But to travel with with an animal is for eight and a half months. Just you and the animal is just. There's something really back to the basics. Back to it's very singular and and grounding and in sort of the human spirit to be with an animal for that. No, it's, it's, it's cool. And it's beautiful. And it was very brave of you to do that. Brave is could be sub for a different (laughs) word, but it's fine. Uh, So, so very brave. And then, um, so what is, is next? Are you like going to force gump this thing and like, just start running one day? Like what, (laughs) what possibly could you do next? One day I just left running. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. I, I'm not actually quite sure at this point. And since, since I'm getting engaged, that's really important to me. And so, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see where, where life goes with that. Um, she, uh, Lindsay's also a big traveler too. So I well, how about a nice RV with a bed and a shower? Dude, take it back all the way across the country. Yeah, exactly. Have her. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, but but uh, no, I, I was really blessed too. Also, to the full circle of this is that um, to go back to the two books I took out of the library in Bozeman is that um, Centered Riding by Sally Swift was the first book that Trafalgar Square Books put out back oh, in yeah. the early '80s. Yep, and there end up being my publisher. Well, yeah, cool. um, and they're terrific. We love them. And I wanted to say, go to horseandriderbooks.com to buy this book. It's called On the Hoof with Jesse McNeil, and you'll find it there. This would make anybody, whether they're into horses or not, uh, this would be a Christmas gift. I mean, it, because it's about it's adventure. Great. You know, it's, it's you know, Crazy Man Rides the Country. That would have been another good title. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the other book, John uh, uh, Lyons on Horses book. Um, John Lyons was kind enough to give me an endorsement for the book on the on the back cover, so um, it, it really just came full circle. He like, grows a lot of marijuana now, so I would not trust. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's Maybe how he got across the country. Well. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if John Lyons is saying, "Yeah, dude, this guy got a five year old and just rode it across the country," it was such a great idea. That dude's been smoking too much to have. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you've been great. Thank out. you for joining yeah, us. We appreciate it. You have a good Thank holiday. All of our teasing. We're, we're really excited. Oh, no, of course. Most I totally fun. get it. And, and I totally like love your show, and I really appreciate it. And uh, and, and if people want to, uh, want to buy the book, it's called uh, onthehoofbook.com. On the hoof That's terrific. Uh, so, Jesse's never coming so back. Much. He's never coming back no. to our show. Never. No, he's in, those two are nuts. We're not going to talk. To <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> all right, take care, all. We'll see, see you. Bye. Bye. That is seriously one of my favorite interviews we've <laughs> ever know. done. Like I could talk to that guy for another hour. And well, there's so many like, questions. <laughs> I, I was, I was like, mm, probably should read the book. Like that's the whole middle part. There, you know, is is the, is the book. I am so. definitely getting this book because it sounds like he just meeting him. There's going to be stories in this book. <laughs> I can tell how good natured he was about the whole. Thing. I know. Like I'm, this is the worst idea ever. He's like. Hmm. Yeah, it really wasn't. But then he sent some other worst ideas too. So. Yeah. 
you know what? He is full of bad ideas. Do you know how people hate mopeds riding down the road? I mean, it was dumb and dumber. That's all I could think about was like those two guys hopping on that little tiny mini moped, and we get 70 miles to the gallon on this hog. I often wondered because, you know, this was referred to us by Trafalgar, actually. They wrote to us and said, You got to have this guy. They know what kind of guests we like and what kind of personalities we like. And they know we don't like the very serious who don't have a sense of humor people, and they don't send them to us. So they wrote to me and gave me three or four, but they said, Jesse's the one you want. Jesse, you got to get Jesse on before the holidays because it'd make a great Christmas book. And, uh, but I don't, I often wonder if the guests listen to our show ahead of time or don't listen, which is more of a chance of them actually coming on. I don't know. I mean, if that guy had listened, I, 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 I don't. I, I we do I break every rule there is for interviewing. I think um, I go to these sessions at podcasting conferences where these serious interviewers do sessions, and I'm going. Mm, we don't do so good at that. Uh, <laughs> We're not so- interviewers. I mean, it, it, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I didn't get the answer to that question before we started laughing about something else. I don't know. <laughs> It is, yeah, no, not, not good interviewing, but it's entertaining, and that is the main <laughs> that's, thing. That's what, um, we that's will what. sign out where to buy your book at the end. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> can I plug another book that I really, 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 really love? Yeah, and then, well, before you do that, let's talk a little bit about Arena Saddles. From the trail to the arena, you'll feel balanced and supported in the thoughtfully designed Arena All-Purpose Saddle. By the way, it looked like he was using some kind of Aussie saddle. Whether schooling on the flat, jumping a course, or simply riding on local trails, a beautiful arena all-purpose keeps you and your horse comfortable every step of the way. Every rider nurtures a unique and special connection with their horse, a connection that is built on trust. Ask Jesse. For riders, it is their horse's welfare and comfort that always comes first. As every horse regularly changes shape with their level of fitness, diet, and maturity, when it comes to your saddle, it too should be able to adapt to meet the changing needs of your horse. Priced at just $15.99, the Arena All-Purpose Saddle will be a perfect addition to your tack room. Visit arenasaddles.com to view the full range of saddles available and find a retailer near you. Okay, so this book is, it's called J is for Justify. And it is by Leslie Bauman. And I met her, or Bowman, I met her at um, the AHP Awards. She was sitting at her table and she had this book. And I'm like, oh my God, that is the most beautiful book ever. Okay. So J is for Justify. It's it's, It's an alphabetical book. So like A is American Pharaoh. B is Barbaro. C is citation. And there's a beautiful drawing of every one of these horses. And there's a little poem that is written about all of them. So, like, if you have here, oh, this, I'm read you American Pharaoh. American Pharaoh was born one chilly groundhog day. Three years later, he ran for the roses on the first Saturday in May. The word Pharaoh and his name was actually misspelled, but thanks to his long stride on the track, he truly excelled. This bay with a faint star was gentle as a lamb, and he went on to win Thoroughbred's first Grand Slam. I know! Like, every single one of these is a poem. And, of course, Z has to be Zenyatta. So, I'll read your hers, and then you got to read the rest. 
Fans admired the way their beloved Queen Z would prance. Their favorite part of her pre-race routine was that dance. She preferred to stare at her competition rather than warm up and became the first female to win the classic in the Breeders' Cup. Zinyada went on to win an epic winning spree. Went on to quite an epic winning spree that didn't end until her 19th consecutive victory. See, that 20 race didn't happen even her. That 20 race never happened. <laughs> anyway, point is, this is such a good book. So now Lucas will quiz me. He'll be like, okay, mom, who's the E? And I'll be like, easy goer. And I'll say, Lucas, who's the I? And he's like, oh, I'll have another. Like, we we play this <laughs> game with this book. And he's like, okay, give me another one. I'm like, oh, he's like, Omaha. <laughs> like, he like knows all these horses and it's introduced him to a lot of like really classic race horses. And again, it's just, it's a 26, you know, tw- 26 horses. And uh, like, it's just fun to see who gets which and one. What's it and called again? These- it's called J is for justify. And if you look at the book, there's, if you look it up right now, I don't even know where to I'll find it. I'll put a link. I'm going to, I'm going to look for it and we'll put it in the show notes. It is so cool just to read a little poem about these horses and like there's a story of a lava man, you know, Ellis for lava man and, and, and kind of gives you the story on these horses and, and just a little poem form and the oh, drawings. Oh, I found it. It's on, and- it's on Amazon and it's called J is for Justify Famous Horse Horses Racing Through the Alphabet. Yeah, it's just an alphabet book with, with like races, horse race horses and the drawings are cool and I just – I'll put a link in the show notes for it too. So I just love it. I would recommend it to anybody who has kids or even uh, friends that like racehorses uh, because uh, there's so many classic heroes in this book. You know, like Jay is for Justify, American Pharaoh. We had two Triple Crown winners there and there. You know, it's just just cool. I found it. It's jayisforjustify.com. Jayisforjustify.com. Look at you. Thank you for doing that. And they have a coloring book too. Do they really? Okay, Christmas. Is Coloring book is available, it says. So, yeah, J is for Justify. Awesome. Yeah, so uh, we'll put that in the show notes, too. Well, we've run out of time for, for this uh, show. Do you want to do the, uh, do you want to do a question first world problems in the post show? Yeah, we'll have to do it quick, though, because I have, um, <laughs> this is really exciting. I didn't ever tell you guys, I, I did get an injection in my shoulder, and they wanted to send me to physical therapy, and so I called to set up physical therapy. So basically what's happened is all the scar tissue has, like, shrunken, so I can't reach backwards at all. Like, I can't even hardly put my arm out to the side. It's almost worse than it was before. They took x-rays. Everything looks good. It's just scar tissue. So I had to call and I had to book physical therapy. And so today is my first physical therapy. And you know what they called it? They were like, oh, this is the time we're going to manually manipulate it. <laughs> that sounds fun. That's, 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 I feel like I should take a pain pill before I go. <laughs> they're basically going to just take my arm and like rip it. And they did say that if this doesn't work, then they're going to put me under and manipulate it for me while I'm out. Oh, really? Yeah, sounds like the worst thing ever. Oh, that they sounds painful. Rip it out of the. They if they're threatening to, to put you under to do it. Oh, yeah, my God. yeah. And so I'm gonna have this one. I'm gonna put it. You know what that means? That means that this, if the screaming the gets to a certain level, they put you under. You should have heard the screaming when I got the joint injection. I'm still embarrassed about that one. I said some really <laughs> bad words. I mean, then I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so, you know what? In the post show, I'll tell you what I said. All right. All right. Good. We'll do that in the post show. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Lucas? Okay. 
the way, tomorrow's Horse Illustrated. Tune in. Lots of good guests. All right. What they, so we probably won't have time for the uh, for the first four problems. You can read them in the auditor room. Chad, can you can you take Lucas outside for a second? <laughs> Sorry. Did you hear the Emily story about what she goes through with her new treatment? No. It's is it bad? Well, you tell first, and then I'll tell you this, and we'll, you'll, you'll make you okay. feel better about what you're doing today. Okay, he's taking Lucas out of the room. So they do, they go, and she's she, she's like, okay, I'm just going to give you the shot. And I was like, is this going to hurt? She was like, mm, you're going to really be mad at me later tonight. <laughs> I was like, okay. So she sprays this. She's like, I'm going to spray some numbing stuff on it so it doesn't hurt. And then she sprays this numbing stuff, and it's like bounces off my shoulder and hits me in the face. Right. So I'm like thinking my face is going to be numb. And I go, Oh, that's my, uh, it's really getting in my face. And just at that time, have you seen Pulp Fiction where they like take the needle, have to break through that girl's sternum to put the medicine. She hits me that hard. Kabam! And jabs me and I yell, and this is a professional office. I yell, (laughs) Motherfucker! She's slowly injecting. I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. It just, I really, she's like, that's okay. That's fine. That happens all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. That's great. Can you please get the fucking nine inch needle out of my shoulder? Thank you. God. <clears throat> so that was embarrassing. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like, motherfucker. I yelled it. So loud. Like, she basically stabbed me with a sword in my <laughs> shoulder. So Emily's getting better. You heard that Emily's getting better, finally. After yes. Emily, we're talking about host of the uh, uh, Jumper. Jumper Show. And, you know, she's been around with our network for years. And she's getting better. She's been very sick. And the only treatment she found was this unorthodox treatment that her regular doctor sent her to after 100 hospital visits. I mean, last time I saw her, I thought she was going to commit suicide. She was that bad. So she goes, and basically they electrocute you. What? They hook up electrodes, and she said, you know when you touch an electric fence, how bad that is? She said, make it 100 times that. Oh, my God. She said the screaming from football, and they, they do a lot of football players and athletes. And she said the screaming from football players and athletes is, she said, you go in there, all you hear is blood-curdling screaming. But she's getting better. Oh and my she goes God. back to this place <gasps> with this blood cur- She said, you'll hear it, and they hook you up for hours. Not 10 minutes. Hours. What? To the p- point where people lose all bowel control. What? So you feel better about your therapy today. They could be hooking electrodes up to you. Oh my God. Cause I've had a like electrotherapy on my shoulder before I had the surgery and it's, it, it, it makes your hair curl. When I said the tens machine, I said, is it like the tens machine? We all kind of know what that is. Yeah. And she said, Oh, she laughed. She laughed. She said, Oh "Oh, yeah. So (laughs) what's the, the thought behind it? it? It stimulates all of the electrical stuff in your body and also encourages healing. It stimulates that part. 
She and shot me real quick. You don't have to like leave me on this thing for hours before I poo my pants. Well, apparently it's just that bad. And and it just <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. She 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 told the story of the show the one day and, and the post show, I think we did it. And uh it's just when she tells it, it's funny because she tells it funny. But this guy is so busy that now he has to get a bigger office and more rooms and stuff to, to electrocute people because uh, it's working. She saw oh. a lady with MS in a wheelchair that had not walked in 10 years get up and walk across the hall. Wow. But. Again, it's not certified. It's, the, the medical association is not approving this. <laughs> that is crazy. But it works. She swears by it. She's actually out at her horses training horses again. And she had been on her deathbed for two years. Wow. There you go. <laughs> so that good luck with your breaking of your arm today. Yeah, it doesn't make it sound so bad. But yeah, they're going to manually manipulate it today. Yeah, so no, that doesn't sound fun. fun. It just doesn't sound fun. No. No. Uh, good luck with that. Let me know how you make out. Yay. All right, everybody. We're gonna, if you want to read really or uh, First World Problems, you have to go read them. On the, and I did want to... You know what? I'll just save them for next week. Yeah, it's just fine. save them for next week. Yep. I've done That'd that be before. Yep, and we'll be, we'll be here. Okay, thanks, everybody. Horse Illustrated right. tomorrow. Got some good guests. All right, cool. Bye.